You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases with no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Welcome back to another episode of Betches Brides. I'm your host, Fallon Carter. So I'm in New York this week. Very exciting. I am, I don't know. New York will always have my heart. I'm like, wow. It's like when you see an X or something and you're like, why didn't it work? And then you see a mouse, like, or not a mouse, but a large rat run across when you're riding the subway and you're like, ah, now I remember. It's all coming back to me now. And this morning I went to Whole Foods and I was walking so slow. I realized I was walking so slow in comparison to the other shoppers like I was strolling and then I like I pushed the cart outside of the grocery store and I was like it locked I was like oh oh yes I cannot take the cart <laughs> I don't I don't know what I was planning to do take it to where Fallon where were you going to push this cart to cuz now I'm so used to pushing the cart out going to my car opening the trunk putting the groceries inside I've gotten accustomed to a leisure soft life now. So now I have the the cart is stopped and now I'm like so I have to lift my bags out and take them to hail a cab. It was such an aggressive morning. I was like, "Oh my god, this is this is so much." But anyway, <laughs> after of course I lived in New York for 12 years. I now live in LA. It's only been 8 months and I'm already crying about having to just carry my bags. I was like, this seems so stressful. There's, there must be an easier way. So kudos to everyone that's a New Yorker that's still schlepping and moving things about. I honor your struggle because it used to be me and now it is not and I'm very grateful. But say all that to say, I'm very excited about today's episode. Our guest is... She's she's working on some food stuff. She's got she's got some other things that we're going to talk about, which is great. She's got some kids coming to the wedding, and by kids I mean young adults. Don't mind kids at like ceremony, but like a reception, let's definitely get that babysitter action happening, and let's all take them someplace else so they're not like holding up the dance floor doing their karate kick moves. And everyone I think already knows how much I detest a wedding party, like with everything in me. So if you've got one of those, good luck to you. <laughs> but understanding I do plan weddings with wedding parties and with children, like I have to do it. It is not going away. I just have my opinions. I have my opinions on a lot of things. So y'all already know how I feel. But if someone's like, I have eight girls, I'm like, all right, let's talk about it. So if you've got a wedding party, we'll, we'll I'm going to do a bridal guide on that one of these days. So we can talk about all the ways in which you could save so much money if you didn't have one. Not only money, but a whole bunch of stress. Like most of your stress is caused by the wedding party, 100%. And the fact that you're probably managing anywhere between 10 to 20 different vendors, and then you're adding the individuals of your wedding party, honey, that's it's not even worth it. But today's episode, we're talking about food and beverage, which I'm very excited about. My friend Mac, he is a caterer um, at Comparti. We work together on weddings. And he's just, he's great. He just, he he knows his food. He's a restaurateur as well. So he knows his food. He knows his drink, which is why I go to him. So if you're, ha if you're trying to choose a catering partner, I'm always like, go to somebody who gets it. 
and who knows good food and knows how to speak the language of food. This episode is really going to highlight kind of what's important, how to maximize on what's necessary. Because a lot of times we're focusing on just having so much food when it's, I'm always a less is more and have the quality of the food that's necessary. But we're going to get into it. And if you have some food and beverage questions, go ahead and email them over to us. And we'd be excited to read them on a bridal guide. All right, let's get into this week's episode. Hi, Danielle. How are you today? Hi, I am so good. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited you're here. Um, We're very excited to talk about your wedding because you're getting married next year, right? Tell me more. Yes. Yes. So we're getting married in Derry, New Hampshire in November 2024. So Mm. we got engaged in October of 22. So we gave ourselves a lot of time. We have over a two-year engagement to plan this wedding. And what's your partner's name? Uh, Nick. Cool. So you and Nick got engaged. And what was the first thing you said? We're going to wait two years to get married? Uh, so no, so Nick and I have been together for a long time. So Uh Nick and I met 10 years ago in college, which is crazy. That makes me feel so old that I even just said that. Um, (laughs) but we met our freshman year of college, essentially, um, one of my guy friends that I had met, um, in my dorm brought him into my freshman dorm room. I saw him and it was like hard eyes emoji. I was like, I'm going (laughs) to marry this man. Um, so, uh, we, we've had a very long journey. I love to call it our four years of chaos, six years of love. Um, just because Mm -hmm. we met in college and it was a crazy, crazy time. Um, Mm -hmm. we've, we've done a lot of growing together. So we, we've, our whole theme of our relationship is us really like taking our time to get to know each other and, our wants, our needs. And we're kind of planning our wedding through that same exact lens um, and Mm. just allowing ourselves the time to plan it because it's been a long time coming for us and all of our friends and family as well. So, so we're taking that time to like create our vision exactly the way we want it to, because it's one day and we're never going to do it again, you know? Okay. You're going to do it well, right the first time. And what would you say your intention is behind this wedding and why are you doing a wedding at all? Yeah. So, we want a day to celebrate us and again that whole journey that we've been through and but also on top of that like we have created such this like be- beautiful community of friends and family mm-hmm. um we have like we'll probably get into this even more but our guest list is 150 people 100 mm-hmm. of those are friends that we've met Ooh. like through each other um so both our college friends and our home friends they're all intertwined right now um okay. and and it's just a beautiful community that we love to bring together Love. I hope they're all signing up for babysitting if that time comes your way. Um, So (laughs) you guys are looking at 150 guests next year, at the end of next year, and you're doing it because you're bringing lots of people together that love you and you're really just going to have this amazing love fest day. Talk to me about some of the things that have come up now that you've spent a lot of time planning. What have you noticed about, have you enjoyed planning so long or wish do you wish you had done it in a shorter amount of time or what's your experience been like since you had so much time 
So it's kind of, that's a great question. That's twofold for me. Um, it's a little bit of both. Um, because we have the time to be able to do everything very thoughtfully. We've had some like amazing events leading up to the wedding. Um, I had this amazing surprise bridesmaid proposal to my entire party, which was really exciting. Um, and all of them were completely shocked. I was crying the whole day. They were crying the whole day. I was able to get a photographer in here and capture every single moment. Um, and we really just made like a whole weekend out of it. And um, I know Nick has plans to do something like that for his party in the future as well. So uh, that allows us to save the money to be able to do these things um, in a very thoughtful way. Um, but the flip side of that also giving yourself so much time is you have so many things that you see and ideas that you have. And it's kind of hard to focus down on like one mm -hmm. specific like theme because there's so many things like we live such a full life. We love sports. We love movies. We love um, traveling, you know, and there's so many things that make up our relationship. We, we want to be able to incorporate all of these things into our wedding. But mm -hmm. the longer time you have, the more time you're like, oh, you well, keep I can things. do this here. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then obviously that equals dollars too. So yeah. it's allowed us the time to save, but it's also allowed us the time to keep adding on things. all of those things that really add up. And as you go to more weddings too, it's like you get more inspiration and you're like, oh, we should add this. And oh, I want, I think I like this color palette better. So it's, there's a world, it's a catch 22 of you got some time to save the money, but you also have the time to change your mind, which generally will cost you more money. So it's, it's almost like take care of the things that are necessary to take care of. And I think I tell my, my clients that are like, we want to plan a wedding in 2025. I'm like, baby, no one cares yet at all about you. So it's like, get the things done that are necessary, like the venue, maybe the photographer, maybe you could start looking at dresses, but ultimately there really is no need for you to start booking any vendors outside of venue and the people who get booked fast other than a year out, like, and even designing that thing like seven, eight months before when it's really crystal clear in your mind. How have you guys been dealing with the design and, and adding those components? Have you like, are you making a list and being like, which ones are actually necessary. <laughs> yes. One thing, one thing I will say is I absolutely love Nick is actually very involved in this process as well. He cares just about as much of the vision as I do. Um, and I've had some like friends and family that like, it's really been all up to the bride in like any situation um, that mm -hmm. planned the whole wedding. So it's, but it's also, you're adding another opinion in there, right? So yep. you have to make sure that, <laughs> that you're narrowing that down. But on top of that, we're very lucky. We have friends that work in the industry. Um, my friend Bianca um, at BMC underscore makeup, I'll drop her right here. Um, <laughs> she's going to be doing my makeup for the wedding. She has been an incredible help like with timelines mm. and um, because we don't have a planner. So mm. in that time, we don't have a planner. That's another reason why we took all the time that we can. But she's been able to kind of step in as like a pseudo role and help us like timeline when we should get everything solidified. Mm -hmm. So we do have a venue. Um, we have our photographer. Um, our venue is very all inclusive. So we didn't have mm -hmm. to find a caterer on the outside. Um, they're providing the food and alcohol as well. Um, and we are thinking about adding in a videographer, but we're kind of taking back a look back at the budget and making sure <laughs> that we have the room for that. Um, and then we have a DJ as well. So the, a lot of the big things we've already solidified. Perfect. And yeah, just pause on design until you're into the top of 2024. And then you can start really fleshing that out because that's going to 
drastically change as you go to, because we're just getting into wedding season of 2023. So many things are going to change for you with like how to present escort cards and how to present stationery. So just give yourself a breath and don't. And I would say keep making a list of those things that you're like, these are really cool ideas. And as you get to like that eight month mark, that's when you're like, okay, let's pull that list out again and let's start identifying exactly the ones that are worth it. Without having a planner, you've been kind of managing your time with your makeup artist, which is great. And I think having a friend who can kind of play, play with you a little bit to be like, okay, when do we need to do things? Now that you have a planner on the line, are there any questions that you have that you'd love to get some clarity about maybe when it comes to planning and what to focus on? Yeah. Um, so a big thing about our wedding, like I mentioned, is a hundred of our guests out of the 150. So the majority of our guests are young. They're our friends, you know, and then there's the other 50 people that are older and friends and family. And I think what we're struggling with is that we want to make sure that we have something for everyone and everyone mm. feels like entertained and they have their place. Um, we went to a wedding recently where um, Nick's parents were actually invited as well, but it was also a younger crowd. And um, Nick's parents like love to get out on the dance floor and dance, but they didn't know <laughs> any of the music. So they were like really struggling with what to do. So I mm. guess my, my question would be like, how can we make sure that we're integrating the 40 plus uh, like the 40 year olds plus and making sure that they feel like they have a place at the wedding as well. Yeah. I just did a wedding this past weekend and it was really cool because the DJ had everyone dancing, everyone, even, even sister girl with the bad knees was trying to drop it like it was hot. So <laughs> everyone was on that floor, but she was playing songs that I had heard in high school, like songs that were kind of, all, not, I don't want to say all over the place, but she did a very good job in like blending it all. There was nothing too trap related. There was nothing with heavy curse words. It was just great vibe, BPM, consistently all night. People did not want to stop dancing. People actually fell over because they were too drunk. So with that said, it is having a really clear conversation with your DJ to talk about those age ranges and being like, Understand exactly the, and I would even go to ask the people who will be harder to please potentially, like, because they're probably your family, they're a little bit more mature. Ask them what their favorite genres are or favorite tunes and see if you can nestle some of those in there. And I'm not saying like give them a whole hour of like, you know, Bon Jovi or whatever it is that they want to hear, but like <laughs> maybe you could sprinkle a few of them like after the first dance or right before, you know, figure out the best way to format that evening to give them a little surprise and delight. And also, there are some times where you're going to have to slow down the dance sets to let people go catch their breath. Go back to the bar, replenish your drink, and that's when your, your time comes to slow it down, throw a little Sinatra in there, throw a little, you know, a different set. But work with your DJ really closely and voice that concern and let them know, hey, this is what we're coming up against. We got a whole lot of bodies that are under 20 or whatever the age is, and then we got a whole lot that are over 40. How do we bring it together? And they're going to have a great solve for you. Okay. Yeah, no, that's okay. great. And tell nice. them don't don't announce. Don't be announcing too much because somebody's easy to be, just be announcing too many things. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> stay off the mic, brother. We don't need to hear your voice. So <laughs> yeah, totally get that. 
Generation Tux understands that coordinating suit and tux looks for your wedding party can be overwhelming. That's why they make it easy, convenient, and stress-free with online suit and tux rentals that allow you to do everything online from the comfort of your own home. Generation Tux specializes in high-quality men's formal wear rentals, starting at $149.00 and award-winning five-star customer service. You can choose from 25 styles of suits and tuxedos and thousands of accessory color combinations. Test drive your wedding looks with a free home try-on and swatches for color matching your wedding hues. When you rent with Generation Tux, you'll experience a fully online platform with a guaranteed fit algorithm. They basically make coordinating your wedding party's rentals a breeze with groomsman management tools. Best of all, you and your wedding party will receive round-trip shipping with head-to-toe looks delivered 14 days in advance. And you can try Generation Tux for yourself by visiting GenerationTux.com. Build your head-to-toe looks, get free swatches, a free home try-on, and manage your entire wedding party online. That's G-E-N-E-R-A-T-I-O-N-T-U-X.com. Whenever I'm working with a new couple, the first thing I tell them is, do not walk, run, make sure that your registry is with Zola, go do it now, period. But little did I know, Zola can help you plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. They're way more than a registry. So they've got free planning tools like a customizable checklist. You can do websites. You can find venues and vendor discovery. Like there's there's so many things that are accessible on Zola. So everything on Zola is designed to make your wedding journey as easy as possible and with invites that are fun to create And of course, my favorite, the wedding registry, packed with gifts you actually want. Zola can take you basically from save our date to thank you so much without even breaking a sweat. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go. Game changer. Zola makes wedding planning easy and stress-free. They're the first and only stop you need to make on your wedding planning journey. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Zola will give you expert guidance and unparalleled support. Their wedding pros are on call to walk couples from question to answer anytime. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Tell me more about like Nick's family, the younger cousins. Because it sounds like you do got a lot of young people. Like, what's the situation with your, with the cousins? <laughs> okay. So I know your opinion about kids at weddings. So I'll start with that. Um, but I, 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 don't, I, I don't mind kids at weddings. It's just bridal parties that I can't stand. Kids are fine. <laughs> okay. That's all right. Fair, fair, fair. So that, but this is actually leading into my concern overall. So okay. love Emmy and Ellie, his little cousins. They're super sweet. Ever since they've we've gotten engaged in October, they're super excited. They've literally been planning our wedding on their iPad. Like it, it's hilarious. How, wait, how little? How what's their age? So they are seven <laughs> and ten now. So by the time uh, we get to our wedding, they will be nine and twelve. Mm. So it's it's a tough age. And I want to involve them in the wedding somehow because they do mean a lot to Nick and I. However, they have been like probably when they were like four or five, six years old in that range, they have been flower girls before. Um, And because now they're in the age of being seven and 10 and going to be nine and 12, 
they are kind of looking at being a flower girl as, oh, that's a young thing, you know, like that's oh, what girl. little girls do. <laughs> I know. So we want to involve cute, them, though. but we don't. Okay. I know. And no, it's so cute. And I like, because they think they're all grown up, you know, and they're, and they're trying honestly, to be influencers already. I love it. They, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. They're already on the TikTok. They do the love, whole thing. But, love that for them. Um, okay. <laughs> but. We, we just don't know what kind of role to put them in because I don't necessarily want to have them be junior bridesmaids because to your point, like, I don't want the morning of the wedding to be hectic. It's already, mm-hmm. I already have eight bridesmaids. Um, my mom and my mother-in-law are going to be in the bridal suite in the morning. So I don't want to add two kids and then their mom. And it just, it just kind of kills the mood too. It's like, you want to drink, you want to cuss a little bit, you want to not be your best self and adding two little girls, even though they don't think they're little girls, they're going to want to be trying to play grown up. And it's like, baby, this isn't the time. So (laughs) so, exactly. Same page. Have you asked them what they want to do? So I, it's, I struggle because I do want it to be some kind of element of surprise. They know they're invited to the wedding. Mm -hmm. Um, but I wanted to kind of like take them out on a date, get their nails done and then have Nick come in like in, I don't know, like a veil or something and bring in like little gifts for them to ask Mm. them. So I'm trying to give an element of surprise to it a little bit. Um, But I, but to answer your question, no, I haven't straight up asked them like, what are they like? I want you. They're, so they're both they're both dancers. Um, hmm. They're and they're very like, you know, they're outgoing. Um, they're not okay. shy kids by any means. Um, okay. So I can really I can put them anywhere, and I think they would find a way to blend in. Um, but I'm I'm just not sure. What have you thought about so far? What are your top two options? Because I got some ideas, but before I before I roll out my ideas, I'm gonna let you. What you thinking? Well, I, I didn't know if like maybe like greeters or like have them hand out like brochures like for the ceremony or um, I also was thinking maybe do I make them like my something blue and have them wear blue dresses and just have them walk down the aisle in that kind of capacity. Um, but that that's kind of where my hmm. idea stopped. Would they be open to actually doing a performance at the reception? That's really cute. I didn't think of or, that. Or if they're into TikTok, they're responsible for BTS behind the scenes all day. I like that a lot. Um, that would be so cute to like do a little montage of they, all I their think videos would be, they and have that it. forever. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think of that because to your point, like I want to make sure that they have a job and that they feel important and that would be like perfect. Yeah. Or you could put them, do you have ring bearers? We don't. Put them in cute suits and have them like bring the rings down while videoing it or something. Like I would say if they don't want to be the traditional, let me throw some petals out here. What's a high responsibility to physically carry the rings is a true responsibility. Like give one, give, give the littler one, one ring and give the larger of the one a ring and say, you both have, you're both responsible for this to carry it down the aisle. That's one concept, but they might like, they might be like, I'm not a boy. I don't carry rings. Sure. So (laughs) then it's the (laughs) next, I'm I'm trying to help you out here. If they're able to read, it would be giving them a reading to do. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like if they're talented and have charisma and like really want to show off, 
give them a spotlight to maybe do a welcome toast at the, not the welcome, that's a lot of, but give them a chance to speak at the wedding and wear really cute dresses and have that chance to get dressed up for it. Yeah. I really like that. I, I'm even thinking like maybe for like to go off that idea for the ceremony, like I've seen so many videos of like ballet dancers, like mm-hmm. going down the aisle. I could just have them do something along that realm. They have so they many can, dance costumes at this point. Yes. <laughs> and they and you could still do the something blue, but have them dance yeah. like right before you, instead of saying you're not our flower girls, you're our entourage dancer. I don't know. You got, you can come up with the words that maybe match the new last name and code it something, but they're dancing down the aisle as opposed to the flowers. Yeah. That's a great idea. I love that. I'm definitely going to still have them do BTS because they'll have some fun with that and it'll keep them occupied. So (laughs) (laughs) So true. Oh my God. Uh, That's going to be so cute. Okay. All right. I love it. You're on to something. All right. (laughs) So, also, talk to me about this rehearsal. What happened with your rehearsal dinner venue? Uh, Fallon. So um, I know. So we, <laughs> like I said, we're getting married in Derry, New Hampshire. Um, we love the area. I grew up in northern Massachusetts, so like not far from this area. Um, but when it comes to like restaurants and just like venues in general, there's a lot of like wedding venues strictly for weddings, but -hmm. there aren't a lot of kind of like more modern upscale restaurants, Mm. like what we are picturing for our rehearsal dinner. So Nick and I spent a lot of time researching and we finally found this place. It was a martini bar. They served Mediterranean food. um, And we reached out for a quote and everything. And then um, we didn't put down a down payment or anything yet, but we were in talks with them. And then a month later we got an email and they said that they were closing for good. Um, actually this month. Ah! I know, I know. Why? Um, what happened? I, they didn't give us the details. Um, mm. I'm not really sure why. So it may be a blessing disguise. Who knows? It's always uh, a blessing in disguise. <laughs> I, I'm telling you right now, when any vendor tells you no, when any contract does not go your way, if it does not feel good, it is not for you. You should feel yep. like this is a hell yes when you sign on the dotted line. If it does not feel that way, walk away. Your yes. gut should tell you. So, <laughs> yes. Tip. Hey. All right. So, a blessing in disguise. You didn't put any money down. Amen. Yeah. And now you got to find a whole new spot that has the vibe and the food. Correct. Ooh. So- Yes. So yeah, exactly. And we have plenty of time, right? We're we're building in timelines to make sure we have plenty of time for things like this to happen. But um, we do feel like we're a little bit limited Um, in the area. Like I mentioned, like there's a lot of like venues that strictly do weddings. Um, There's also, there's a lot of like breweries um, in mm. the area, um, that we could potentially have it at. Um, but that wasn't necessarily the vibe that we were going for at first. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we're just kind of at a standstill. We haven't really looked into anything else cause we were disappointed at first, but we're going to start getting the ball rolling and start looking at things again. Um, I just think that we have to acknowledge that maybe we're going to have to make sacrifices here and there to what our vision originally was. I think that's a good acknowledgement. And to be honest, sometimes when you sacrifice those things, it actually points you in the right direction to something magical. So you'll, cause you're basically switching your lenses to see things a little bit differently. And you'll probably look at the same amount of research that you already done, that you've already done and just 
look at it through a different lens of what's just going to be the greatest place that we can at least just get people in there that's comfortable like identify what are the true priorities for that event and say it's going to be comfortable. It needs to be close to this. It needs to be able to have this cuisine, like identify what are the actual essentials for that event. And then that should help you kind of soft pull some new options. But I will say, have you considered, and I know this is, I'm not promoting Airbnbs and 150 guesses a lot, but Sometimes finding a house that maybe has a barn attached or a really great outdoor area, like considering other options to just your traditional venue, like maybe consider a homeowner that might have something. And I'm I'm speaking about this because we just did a wedding in Vermont this past weekend and the rehearsal dinner was at an Airbnb, but they had a great barn and we just brought in a bar. We bought in a couple of tables and it worked out really, really well. So that's a really good idea. Um, I, I didn't mention the fact. I should have mentioned the fact. So both my parents own restaurants as well. Say what? I know. <laughs> I, I just dropped this bomb. But I guess what I'm trying to do is not cause them to have a lot of work on their wedding day. Um, or on, on their wedding, wedding day? day. On, exactly. I, know, I was on, like, uh... on my wedding day. No, I know. But that was a Freudian slip. <laughs> was. was that revealing? Was that revealing? That was revealing. Yeah, it yeah. was. But safe space, safe space. Whose yeah. wedding? Your wedding. Copy. Keep going. My wedding. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just, I guess I just didn't want them to have a lot of work during that time because I think both my parents love them to death. They're workaholics. You kind of have to be to own restaurants and I can see them kind of trailing off to go and help their staff um, as opposed to like being able to sit back and relax and enjoy the weekend. So I didn't want to incorporate that into the rehearsal dinner. Um, So I, I guess one thing that I'm kind of struggling with is if we do kind of a blank venue like that for an Airbnb there, they, I think will step forward and like want to own it and like be doing all the work for it. So that's kind of where I'm struggling is I don't want to see them not be able to relax and enjoy the weekend. So that's why I'm trying to think of like more of a traditional venue. Okay. I hear you. And I also say it's a great way to save money if your parents own restaurants. And I think it understanding you're coming from a community and your your intention behind this is you've got a great community. You should lean into that community. And as someone who also has a hard time asking my own community for help, I think they would be honored to help you do something like this. And I think voicing your concern by saying, but I don't want you to work. I need you to bring your staff and I need you to have a captain and the maitre d' and I need someone to lead it because I want you fully present. But I want to talk to you and tell, like, say, what do you think about this idea? Like, you think we could pull it off? So that way the food can be truly what you want it to be and it can actually have that authentic family vibe, which is what you're going for, right? Yeah, I needed to hear that. I I appreciate that. I needed to hear that because – and. One thing about me is like, I never want anyone to feel burdened by anything, you know? And I we know same, and it's my weekend. We're the same. And it's, yes, yeah. we're, yes, I feel that. So but this, I, this and is I, your one weekend to get everything that you want. Ask yeah. for it. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate that. Ask for um, it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So uh, to your point, then I my parents' restaurants aren't too far. Um, okay. They're not they're not too far, um, but I do like your idea of Airbnbs because I have stayed in Airbnbs in the area before, and we can achieve that look that we're going mm-hmm. for by finding an Airbnb in that area. So that's a really that's a really great idea. Okay, and I think just work on your timeline so that you make sure you have enough time for rentals to come in. Hire staff for this, whether it's a task rabbit, whether it's a staffing agency, hire someone that can set it up, hire someone that can do the busing of plates, hire someone that can man that bar. And I'm sure your parents have all the people you need, but make sure you're well staffed for this because at a house, you want to make sure that you don't, you're like, oh my God, we didn't get enough ice. There should be someone who can go run to get ice or you're thinking through those things. So doing it at home is an extra lift, but it's that customization that you're looking for and it will be well worth it in the end. So, and it sounds like you've got a team of people who know how to think through those things really well. So I think you're going in the right direction, but talk to your family about it and make the right call and tell them, I want you to be present with me because I love you. And I want to (laughs) also eat your food, mom and dad. So (laughs) So yeah, I think they would love that. And understanding that you are, an empath as well. How are you, how are you leaning into this wedding day experience? Cause it's super emotional, like from start to finish. What do you, what, what you going to do? <laughs> yeah. So that's actually a question that I wanted to ask you. Um, because I really do struggle. I just to give you like a glimpse, like for probably about two weeks after Nick proposed, I was literally crying like every day. I would just cry because I was so happy. I would just cry because I just feel things so deeply, you know, Mm -hmm. and I got that from funny. My father, my father is also a huge (laughs) empath. Um, And anytime I have any kind of accomplish like accomplishment at all in my life, he just cries. He loses it. So (laughs) I'm struggling because I know I'm going to have a hard time keeping myself together if my dad can't keep himself together because I'm already (laughs) struggling to keep myself together. And I'm wondering like, how do like, what are some things on the day from ceremony to reception that I can kind of do to have like a check-in with myself to make sure that I'm living in the moment and I'm not just like sobbing all day. I also don't want my photos to come back sobbing all day. So, <laughs> Well, first things first, I'm probably going to tell you, have your makeup artist. Uh, she, I'm, I'm glad that she's a friend of yours because she's going to have to stay on all night. So step one, you're going Literally. in the right direction. Step two is find the times that you can take a breath. So I, as an empath, I also have to take, cause I carry a lot of people's, atten- uh, you know, energy and everything. Sometimes I have to just step away for a second and just take a deep breath. So when you're in the getting ready and you're feeling it, you have to feel it. That's the thing. Like you're, you're not going to be able to unfeel it. You just have to let it go. And eventually it'll go away, but you have to be in the feeling, but with getting ready, always have a place. Like don't, I say always get a suite so that the ladies are getting hair and makeup in a suite, you and your dress have another room that you can close the door because you're going to be going through highs and lows that entire morning. And usually that's when you get a most of it out. After the ceremony, you're also going to need another hot second. And then you're going to go right into cocktail hour and you're going to enjoy it. And your focus is tell, tell your girlfriends, tell me to pay attention if you have a hard time forgetting or remembering. But just live in it. Cry if you must. Yeah. Cry too much. This is that day. Let it all out. But I've had a bride once who was so happy. She literally could, she could not stop crying. And it was the best thing ever. 
she was like, Fallon, I am just so happy. I don't even know what to do. This is the best thing ever. But that emotion only happens on that day. You won't be able to feel it again. So feel it all. And that's going to carry you through your marriage. Yeah. No, I appreciate you saying that. And I know you can relate <laughs> as an empath yeah. too. So I know this is coming from a real place. I cry all the time. <laughs> yeah. I, cry, I cry at every wedding. I cry at the father-daughter. I'm crying all the time. I'm like, there's look at them. I just, I, I'm at Tribeca Film Festival working at an event and there's a movie about the Ukraine. I'm crying at the little, fi- it's 30 minutes long and I'm crying. So yes, oh I, I feel you. We will cry. But crying is how we express our delight. And so you holding it in is not doing anything. So let people know that you're happy, smile too big, and just show all your teeth, do all the things, look ugly if you need to, because it is your day. And it's the feelings that you need to hold on to. That's all that matters. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. I also, one last question on that too. Um, For walking down the aisle, I like, I've always pictured myself, I know, like we're crying right now. Um, (laughs) I was like, oh my God. Um, but I've always pictured myself like walking down to like a slow song, obviously, right? Like we're going to do very untraditional music for the ceremony, but would you recommend me doing something maybe like a little more upbeat because of that? I would say sometimes you feel like you want to, so you don't cry, but I think it cheapens the moment. I think drama is necessary for this because it's a really big moment in your life. But also the song that you think is fitting to you is that song. And I'm not going to tell you if it's fast or slow. I'm going to say sit with each song. And when you close your eyes, do you envision this is the song that you're going to be wearing your dress and walking down and seeing everyone too? Does it make you feel what you need to feel? Okay. Yeah. Just listen. Close your eyes. Be there. Oh, I love a vi- I visualize every wedding before I work a wedding. Clearly visualize your day and that will help you remain present in it. Okay. Walk through every single, walk walk through the waking up, putting on the robe, like closing your eyes, hearing that champagne bottle pop, like walk through every single nuance. And that to me allows me to see success through because I, I know exactly how everything is supposed to flow. This way you can, you can see exactly how present you want to be in every single moment that's going to happen ahead of you. Okay. Yeah. Slow song it is. Slow song. Hey. It is. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that, but I meant to do that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I know you got some questions about how to maximize your food and beverage dollars. Yes. I I'm do. very excited. You're, you're in the right place because we have a killer expert on the line to help us with this problem. <laughs> oh, yay. I'm so excited. This is a big part I need to work through. So let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Nadri knows it's important to find the perfect finishing touch for your wedding day. Even if you've already spent most of your budget on the dress, the venue, etc. I mean, you deserve a little sparkle. So that's why Nadri creates the most stunning, highest quality fashion jewelry with show stopping sparkles often mistaken for real diamonds. Let's get real. You need to accessorize for the engagement party, bridal shower, rehearsal dinner, the wedding, and the honeymoon. Thankfully, Nadri has you covered with the perfect jewels for every occasion. Plus, if you need to find the perfect bridal party or mother of the bride gifts, 
Nodri's got you covered. Nodri jewelry is meticulously made like fine jewelry using the highest grade materials to ensure durability, shine, and that show-stopping sparkle that the brand is so well known for. When it comes to jewelry for your big day, you were in the best hands with Nodri. And best of all, you get 20% off your first order with code BetchesBride. Valid now through June 30, 2024. Discount must be entered at checkout and cannot be combined with any other offer, promotion, or discount. Try Nodri for yourself by visiting nodri.com slash discount slash Betches Bride. Learn more, find the perfect jewelry, and take the quiz to find out your bridal style on Nodri's wedding shop page. All new customers will get 20% off their first order on nodri.com slash discount slash Betches Bride. That's N-A-D-R-I dot com slash discount slash Betches Bride. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly, Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. So Newly is a subscription clothing rental service for just $98 a month. You can get your choice of any six styles. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. There are no parameters. You get access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees. There's no late fees, no damage fees, no fees to pause or cancel. So no big deal if you like lose a button. Uh Uh-oh, I spilled something on it. Or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing all the way up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code brides20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code brides20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code brides20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Now it's time to ask our expert. Each episode, we'll be inviting wedding experts and insiders onto the podcast to dig deeper into our bride's biggest problem areas. Today, we have with us Mac Osborne, co-founder of Comparti Catering. Comparti has only one goal in mind, throw an excellent party. I couldn't agree more. That's actually spectacular. Hey, guys. Hey, Mac. Hey, Danielle. Hi. Thanks for having (laughs) me. (laughs) So, Mac, Danielle has... Your traditional venue has catering in-house. They got a lot of stuff. But she's trying to identify, is all the stuff necessary? Correct. (laughs) So, I mean, I'm I'm a kid. I mean, your venue is going to hate me because I'll I'll actually tell you the truth. Imagine, you know, (laughs) business with ethics. What a concept. (laughs) So walking into cocktail hour, there's so many options. She's got... You know, mac and cheese station. She's got the charcuterie. I'm sure they've offered her her an oyster moment. Like when you're going into making the selections, understanding cocktail hour is only like an hour. And I call I pull them at 45 minutes to transition them. What's what should guests be having at that moment? Well, I mean, in New Hampshire, with our parties in the city, we always figure that people are going to come in hungry. Right. Uh, They they forget to have lunch. People that have flown into the city. They forget to have lunch because they're in their hotels. As we all know, they show up 30, 45 minutes before they're supposed to. They're, you know, they're ravenous. So they are hungry during cocktail hour. That being said, 
I don't necessarily agree with the weddings when my competitors sell cheese boards and uh, meat platters and mac and cheese station and then six canapes or 12 canapes or nine canapes. If you do that, they're not going to eat their entrees. They just, mm. it's, it's, it's a bit wasted. So I think there's a nice balance between some canapes and then a market board of, of sorts. If you have the, the money for the station, great. But I would say come back to that and we can talk about that on this call. Mm. It, you know, like uh, I believe in feeding people throughout the night and not overwhelming them at, at first. But you, you do know that you, you'll have those guests will walk right in and they're going to be hungry and they're meeting the the server right by the kitchen when they're passing canapes and mm. you know they're uh they're you're supposed to have six canapes per person some some of those uh, guests are eating like 12 you know they're eating, they're eating they're eating other people's canapes yeah. <laughs> i'm mm-hmm. i'm the one that's usually by the door as the canapes are coming out like y'all got any more of the um <laughs> <laughs> so with the with the structure of the evening or the structure of cocktail hour, how do you normally like do you send out canapes right away? Everything's ready to go. What do you is there a special flow that you suggest? Yeah, I mean, this is getting quite technical, but I for my team, I like to have the room temperature canapes because I've had ceremonies that have been uh, planned for the 30 minutes and they're everyone's nervous and they they're 15 minutes and then. I've mm. got a planner in the kitchen saying, are we ready? Like, what do you mean, are we ready? Uh, <laughs> so you have food that's ready to go that can sit for a minute. So you can, so you can be ready to go early or you can be, uh, and, but the food can also be good if it goes over 15 minutes and the ceremony mm. is actually 45 minutes because there's some crying and some stories. So you, you, <laughs> the catering needs to be flexible, but yeah, you should be ready to go with, with finger food. If there is a station Hopefully it's in a room that people aren't in before the ceremony and starting to eat your food uh, like a cheese board, you know, so that everything should be set so that as soon as the guests come out, you're getting them water, champagne, especially cocktail. Uh, and then there, there is food um, because people will be hungry and they'll be ready. Now, okay. there is something we said that if again, towards the end of the call, we can talk about budget. I've, I have told people if, they want to have a longer cocktail hour, but they don't have the budget for 90 minutes of food. They just want to pay for 60 minutes. I'm completely okay with that. We'll, we'll wait 15 minutes to start passing food. We'll make sure everyone has cocktails in hand. Um, Cause cocktails are the most important. People have that nervous energy. They're nervous to be there. They're nervous about having conversations with family members. They haven't seen in a long time, get champagne in their hands and then get them food. And then you can end the food 15 minutes earlier. Mm. Right. So people aren't really noticing that, uh, hey, where's the food? But I I think 90 minutes is the perfect cocktail hour time. I, I think that an hour sometimes can be a little too too short. Two hours is way too long. So okay. 90 minutes is that is that sweet spot. Sweet spot. Yeah. Yeah. I guess kind of leading to what you were saying before currently, um, and we can change anything on our cocktail hour or um, reception menu up until like a few weeks before. But right now what we have, so we have 150 people coming to our wedding. Um, we For stationaries, we have um, charcuterie, like a, like essentially Mediterranean dip station. And then we have a Mac, build your own Mac and cheese bar that they're doing in martini glasses. Um, that was my fiance. If you haven't told, couldn't tell by my face. Um, <laughs> and then we also have, um, six pass apps 
as well. Um, and right now we only have booked in for 60 minutes. So is that too much food? Where would you cut? I don't know if I'm going to be able to lose the mac and cheese martini bar. I think that's, that's. Then let me ask another question. Do you, do you have anything for late night? You're, you're thinking about a filet, I know for dinner, but do you, and you have dessert or cake or, or both, right? Yep. Yep. So okay. we have cake and we're also doing a late night snack as well. So we're, okay. we're covered. Right. We got the food all over the place. That's for sure. And it's a six hour wedding. Uh, or a five hour yes. wedding. Okay. Six hours. All right. And what are you having for late night? Well, so we haven't decided yet. We do have it built in um, that we do have late night, um, a okay. late night snack, but our, we have a ton of options, whether we want just French fries or just like warm pretzels, something like that. But we, would your, would your fiance be okay if the mac and cheese bar was at late night? That's what I was like. I would prefer it at late night as opposed to on the front end. Move it to late night. It's going to be, it's not, look, nothing's too much food, right? Like, <laughs> Worst case scenario, people aren't having as much entrees. But I would hate for you to pay for something like filet and then people eating half of it because they loaded up on a mac and cheese. Also, right. unless they're doing it a la minute and putting it into the martini glasses, martini glasses aren't going to hold the temperature with the mac and cheese. So I would have, uh, I would add, you know, like, I know it's going to look presentation-wise with the chives. I can already see it. I, I We've all been on Pinterest. We know what a station, <laughs> yeah. like, like. but Pinterest is like, you've heard of Pinterest fails? Like, you want to be <laughs> careful of not having a Pinterest fail at your wedding. So be yeah. careful that the vessel is the appropriate vessel to keep temperature, right? And mac and cheese is unbelievable when it's hot, and it can be mm. disappointing when it's cold. So... I would I would have a cheese board, meat and cheese board, uh, 100%, have six canapes, even maybe ask them what their price is to up that to nine canapes. Um, uh, if you can and it doesn't cost too much, that I do believe in 90 minutes. It's not make or break. But if you can add it, I don't think that people, I don't think the wedding will take too long. I think it's nice people to enjoy that time. Uh, and I would move mac and cheese to late night station as long as it's one hour to 90 minutes after cake and or dessert, people will be drunk. They'll be happy. They'll, they they want to eat. You know, I think people would like mac and cheese much more than a pretzel. Or, if you're French, not fries. Do, or yeah. French fries. Yeah. Right. French fries too. Of course the caterer is going to say, yes, they will be. French fries are unbelievable when they're hot and crispy and salty. And they're like a sad disappointment when they're cold. So, so, anyway. and as someone who likes like, uh, I like my ketchup. It's hard. I would have to eat French fries. I have to make it a moment with the mac and cheese. I can just like, what are those little ceramic little bowls that they can like bake the. Yeah. Like, cr- like creme, brule- creme brulee bowls. Yeah. yeah. Like little ones. Like, can you just put some mac and cheese in that, put them little things in an oven on a cookie sheet and just get, just hand those out where it's a little crusty macaroni and cheese on the side. Like that's how I like it at least. And then maybe <laughs> just ask them if the vessel can be changed as a, as an alternative. I think, I agree with you, Mac. I think that's a great call. Midnight snack for sure. And, and and the the venues where they have the catering inclusive, they're not as always flexible. They will be if you push them, but they kind of say, you know, oh, yeah, we'll make you happy, but this is the way we do it. And the martini glasses is maybe the way they do it, or it might be your fiance's idea. But <laughs> to Fallon's point, 100%, yeah, have the garnishes out, the bacon bits, the chives, the extra cheese to make it look cute. Uh, you want... And then you maybe can get a chalkboard sign done um, by a local artist. Make the station look good. But when it comes to physically giving you the food, 
operationally, it needs to be hot. Uh, it should be like in a creme brulee bowl. They should be like have a little oven back there where they're blast. It's called blasting. It's just like you do it your house microwaving, but it's an oven. Um, but then you put the, the creme brulee bowl on a little plate called a bread and butter plate, right? Because it yes. should be so it should be so hot that, that you can't, can't even touch it. <laughs> yeah. But when you have an exclusive caterer, they're not thinking sometimes because they're just like, well, we do, this is the way we do it. And the way they do yeah. it sometimes is like, eh. We could printersify this a little bit more, guys. Like, <laughs> No, I, I love <laughs> I love that idea of moving into late night. Um, and I think what the vessel comes in is so important because you don't want the drunk people grabbing the hot <laughs> thing either. So and, and you want it to be good, though. Right. So and drunk mac and cheese is a dream at a wedding. So this is very helpful. Yeah. And, and they uh, they can have it all prepped and then they can very easily add the toppings on top and they put it into the oven. With some extra bacon or chives or whatever, you know. Mm. I might have to drive to New Hampshire and just do the mac and cheese bar for you, (laughs) but there would be a fee. Goals. (laughs) I want to go back to cocktail hour really quickly because I want to talk about the bar. Is Mm -hmm. it necessary to have a full bar during cocktail hour or is it okay to simplify it and keep beer, wine, whatever? I already already kind of know what the next question is and I would say – if you're going to cut anything, people love ribeye. And I would, if, if, if filet is an upcharge, take that money and put it towards the bar. Like, is it, okay. will people, will people not be, will people be upset by especially cocktail and beer and wine bar? Uh, one out of every third person will be very quietly. Hmm. No one's going to tell you, no one's going to tell you at your wedding that they don't, but like people, the thing about bars, people, people will eat what's in front of them unless they're a vegetarian. Right. And if it's hot, and there's some good flavor, they'll be happy. Uh, but with the bar, it's it's the boomers, right? And it's the it's the guy who drinks scotch. He's been drinking scotch for 40 years, and, and he's coming to his <laughs> niece's wedding, and his niece is like, I'm going to do a beer and wine bar. And he's like, you are, like, <laughs> you know? So, so the guys that drink scotch or, you know, the ladies that just drink martinis, it's, it's hard to tell them that, oh, this is the way we're doing. I think there's, I, you know, don't tell your fiance this, but like the mac and cheese bar should go before uh, a full a bar. Liquor bar. Well, I did. I mean, D- Danielle's having a full bar. I was just asking for like, well, 66% of people don't care, you know? Okay. But, but at weddings, you just, you don't hear most of the complaints because people are being polite because there's one person paying, right? Or maybe two people, right? But at a restaurant, I'm a restaurateur as well too. So I hear, I hear it all. They all let, you the know. complaints. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. imagine so opening up a restaurant the- without, like, which I have, which my first restaurant was no liquor, and I heard it every single night. Like, so. man, there's no bar here? Where's, where's yeah, the... Yeah, people, okay. people that drink liquor, they like liquor. Wh- Danielle, what are you doing for your bar? So we are doing a full open bar. Um, included in the package, we do have a welcome drink as well. So not everyone's storming the bar. Um, from the ceremony, which is really, really great. Um, We haven't decided on exactly what that drink is going to be. It can be um, anything from like champagne all the way to like a mixed drink if we'd wanted it to. Um, So I keep it light. Like like, you want people to be drunk on the dance floor. You have, you have four hours until that time you want to tell them. And of course you want to feel like you're getting your money's worth. Believe me, ask the bartenders to make them with half shots. You don't want 
drunk groomsmen. You don't want drunk bridesmen. By the time you get the fillet is done and we're clearing plates and we're starting to do Whitney Houston on the dance floor, hundred percent. Like ties can come off and you know, like granny is already halfway out the door, but you don't you don't serve groomsmen's Negronis at four PM. Fallon will tell you she's had those. I weddings. just had that. I've had yeah. I had it this past weekend and they were literally They always think out. they're they think they're funnier than they are. They're they not can funny. Go. They can go. Yeah. <laughs> they're not and they cannot go. You can no one can if you're taking shots before your ceremony, you are not making it to the after party. Or not, or not even the more well behaved ones, it's they're not even trying to get drunk, but if you give someone a Negroni or uh, old fashioned, that's that's three ounces of alcohol. They're not going to just have one; they're going to have two. That's six ounces of booze in the middle of the afternoon. You want to get Good them luck. to get to dessert? <laughs> they're not they're not going to slow down after that. They're just going to keep going. Nope, and they so. will not remember that mac and cheese. So, so like a, like a like a lavender oh, lemonade. No. Like a lavender lemonade, a gin and tonic with one blackberry all of a sudden becomes a blackberry gin and tonic. But you do a half portion of gin. This is stuff. Uh, it's a it's a summer wedding, right? It's coming up. This no, no, a, oh, November of next year. Yeah, November of next year. Yeah, so stay away. I say from stick the, with the, the champs. fall drinks. Yeah, yeah, do champs. People like it. Water. Have a lot of water on. Sh- the more water you show people, the more they'll they'll drink. Yeah. We actually just went to a wedding uh, two weekends ago where they were serving water at the ceremony. And I love that. Like they had it in like wine glasses when when you're walking in. I was like, yes, we need to encourage the guests to drink more water. <laughs> uh, because like, yes, we have a young wedding. So we have like a hundred of our friends coming. Um, so it, it will be a lot of drinking. But also my mom's side of the family, it's like half hippies and half biker gang. And they also drink a lot too. Yep. Um, so it's, there's going to be a lot of liquor flowing. So we want to make sure we get the water in everyone. Yeah. yeah. And you want yeah. people to take the ceremony seriously and they will. Mm-hmm. But if you start serving champagne and you're, you're a little bit delayed with the ceremony, people think it's a cocktail hour. It's not. Mm-hmm. You're, you're supposed to say they will abuse polite, it. polite and quiet hellos. Take your seat. And look at the look at the card, and you know, enjoy the instrumental music and focus. Exactly right, <laughs> and focus. Yes. I wish I could tell you that you can do it because people will handle it, but a lot of they don't, you know. Because it's a celebration, and they're trying to lean yeah. into it. But pace pace the delivery. If you're going to do yeah. any drinks at co- at ceremony, again, sparkling water, regular water. Drop a little lime in there, lemon. Keep it cute. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. So we're all pro full bar. 
a man we love. Mm-hmm. Now we're going into dinner. Danielle, you're up against a ribeye and a filet. Talk to me about the decision-making process and what's making it hard for you. Yeah. So right now, because we're front-loading so much food, right, um, we want to make sure that we're being thoughtful about where we're putting our budget um, across the board from cocktail hour all the way to late night snack. And right now, if we're choosing specifically between our red meat, because that's where we could save a little bit of money, um, like do the guests really care between like a filet and a prime rib or a filet and a short rib? And like right now, if we go from filet to short rib, we'll save like $3,000. So to take, take the money hundred percent, like that, that pays for your honey. That's, that's like business class flights. Like that, that's honeymoon money. And no, no, well, yeah, they do care if it's like flank steak, right? You know, you want to be above us or um, I don't even know what's worse than that. But no, <laughs> as, long, as long as you have a red meat option, if you have a meat and potatoes family, they'll be happy with a red meat option. Prime rib is delicious. Ribeye is delicious. Short rib is great. If if the one up charges for filet, it don't any of those will do. I think short rib, I think I know why caterers do it. It's very easy to do sous vide. It's easy to cook for a lot of people with it. It's very hard to overcook. I think it can be done well because sauce can help you. Uh, So I like short rib, but if they're offering prime rib uh, and they, and you've had a tasting and, and, and it's well cooked or you've tried the ribeye and you think the ribeye is a good, it comes from a good farm. It's like, it tastes good. It's not like a low quality meat. Then I would I would go with that. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, and even I, I would even say fillet. I just think it's kind of dated, and people had mm-hmm. it. It feels gala to me, and um, I think ribeye, um, it's great. Cool. What with you just stating, kind of knowing where the meats come from, I know that's hard to ask some of these traditional venues. But is that something you think you can ask at these venues? You, you can, you know, and the question is, will they, <laughs> will they number answer? one, will, will they answer it? And will they answer it truthfully? You know, mm. and, and the thing that people have to kn- know is that like, do you, I mean, is it grass you really fed? want grass? Yeah. Do you want grass fed, right? <laughs> well, because grass fed is a little bit tougher, right? So you just said half your, your family's kind of motorcycle gang. They're probably going to like a classic corn, you know, as Americans, we, we were brought up on the, on the process stuff, you know, that it tastes a little better. So, you know, with the Brooklyn hipsters, you, they want the, they want the grass fed <laughs> they might be used to it, but it does taste different. I was talking okay. more of like, is it prime versus is it, is it choice? Copy. And there's, okay. and there's choice cuts that are perfectly marbled and they taste good. It's just all about the tasting. And, okay. and if they offer like an entry tasting and then they may charge more for the second tasting where you taste your actual food, you pay that extra money taste. However, just stomp your feet until you get to taste the actual food on the actual day. Mm. If you have any, any concerns. Yeah. Yeah, So our venue actually does tastings a little bit differently. So they have the group tasting. It's like an experience dinner that they do. So they give you, I know I, and I, I, that, that was honestly the one thing that we didn't like about the venue to start, but what's nice is they, you can go to three of them. Um, and they sample, so they give you essentially like a credit 
for you and your fiance to go to three different experience dinners. Um, and they serve everything from the um, one stationary, three past apps, um, and then you get to try three um, entrees and then one late night snack. So, and then you, you're able to go to three of them leading up to your wedding and for free. And then if you want to go to any additional, it's just like a, I think it's like a $60 charge or something like that. Um, they don't do anything custom? No. Have you asked? I haven't asked because this is weird. Kind of the, that's like the next leg. That's what we're Copy. like really going to start going into that. But I would go to three before you ask. And then yeah. if you are have concerns, A, or if you still want to taste the ribeye, uh, then you can say, hey, we're going to come by this. Is there any chance you can make us just this plate? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, you, if, if you're confident and you, you know, you've tasted most of the canapes and you taste the dessert and it's all, they're all doing well. But for whatever reason, you're like, I really, um, you know, think I want to taste this one dish. Just, you know, you have to pick with these kind of venues, you got to pick your battles. And so. Agree. Uh, you know. Yeah. Because it might be asking them the the mac and cheese in a different container might be your battle, so <laughs> that's so true. Well, you can, there's there's ways you can you can you can ask for things, and you go through the back door and kind of say, so how are you planning on serving your mac and cheese? And when they tell you martini glass, you go, hmm. and what's your plan? And what's your plan for heat? And then they then they're kind of like, oh my god, how does she know so much? As opposed to you don't open with, do you know how to do your job? You know. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And if if there's a kerfuffle about the actual item, the, the like a rental, ask them if you can just rent the items that it can go in and cover that charge if they have any issues with it. But I think you're you get three tastings. Just make sure you're getting a menu of what it, what the options are, so you're not wasting your time on going on a date that they're not even having what you want to taste. And then just pick those days where they're having the ribeye or whatever it is, and just say, hey. We, these are the things we really want to taste. What are the best tasting dates for us to try these items? Um, and, and try and finagle your way through there. Yeah, we're lucky that they have it all outlined, like the entire menu outlined online ahead of time so that you can choose like which dates to go based on when, oh. like what you want your menu to look like. Love. I love systems. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you so you've got that set and you've got full bar. Any other questions you've got for food and beverage? Uh I think for both of you really uh, when it comes to open bar, um I know a lot of people do signature drinks, but I've also been seeing a trend going around of people kind of doing like a mini menu of a few different choices just to make the line go a little bit faster. So I guess like any ways that we can like customize open bar to maybe like lean guests towards like certain alcohol so they know like that the lines can move faster just because we know we will only have one bar at cocktail hour and one bar at the reception and we have 150 people. Well, um, I would number one ask when you go to your tasting, can can you offer butler pass drinks? Butler pass drinks is just servers passing drinks. So you have a server with one server with red, red wine, one server with white wine, one server with waters, one server with uh, Prosecco or sparkling wine. Um, I've put vodka tonics and gin and tonics on trays before thinking this is the two most popular drinks. They'll definitely sell. 
for whatever reason, people people want to go to the bar to order that drink. Um, uh, you can have a, a physical menu on the bar. If you drink, you know, vodka and water or whiskey and seven up, that's what you drink. And so it doesn't, it, you know, if you have four specialty cocktails, people that drink whiskey neat aren't going to move into your four specialty cocktails. They, they want what they want. Now, if you, if you cut people, and that's what I would say is I would ask them when you go to your tasting, how many servers do you have for 150 guests? Cause don't, and it's, it's okay. So you have the physical bar, right? But if they can, if you can add, I'm, sh- I'm sure you can, they very rarely will tell you no. If you can add servers, you know, uh, add, add them for a half, see if they'll do it for a half shift. Most places have like a five hour minimum because it's respectful to the server of asking, you know, asking them to come in for at least a set amount of time. I, I have a lot of half shift servers on my proposals because if I have a 200 person wedding, I need 20 servers, but I don't, I don't need them for the whole night. I need 12 servers for the whole night and I need 20 of them for the first five hours of, of the wedding, right? The last two hours is just a bunch of busing and everyone's drunk. So I would say ask them if they do butler pass strings, ask them if you can add a couple servers to supplement and that'll only make service go better uh, with, with dinner time. And I, I, I would do a light, especially cocktail, like a lavender lemonade, like I said, you know, uh, some stay away from the fall drinks because it, it's like apple it's cider weird. and yeah, it doesn't mix well. with <laughs> Just you, you'll ha- like use the fall theme in, in your floral and maybe you can use some butternut squash in your menu. But other than that, don't push fall down people's throats. That's just fine. Uh, but with 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 cocktails, you can have like a his hers menu kind of at the bar. Um but, you know, sometimes they don't sell. They sell if someone's drinking it. They go, this is good. You should try it. It goes by word of mouth. But it's not going to speed up the bar process. You simply need to have uh, or tell them, they probably do, that they need to have the liquors that they have up on top of the bar so the guests can see it. So when they're in line, they're looking at, they're looking at the brands already and they're thinking what they're going to have. Um, and, yeah, you have just a bunch of, um, you just have a bunch of wine uh, and water on trays blocking people from the ceremony space to wherever the bar is there should be a bunch of servers in between that so that if you drink whiskey or you drink vodka you might just take prosecco while you're waiting for that first conversation or even while you're waiting in line someone that is waiting in line for their whiskey for 10 minutes if they have a a, a drink that they they wouldn't normally have but they'll drink it while they're waiting it makes them a lot happier yeah yeah no, that makes sense. Yeah, I always I always focus specialty stuff and the fun, cutesy stuff during cocktail hour because sometimes that's like outside, the environment's different, it adds to the decor. But once we get into dinner, everyone wants what they want. And I'm not usually special, like even the cute bar menu goes away. It's like, this is just drinks. <laughs> People don't drink sugar after uh, or all. even kind of during dinner. That's yeah. a, That is an afternoon kind of thing. If you have... A fruity cocktail at 11 p.m. It'll, it'll it's be It's a wrap. It's, yeah, yeah, it's not going. No, don't People, pre-batch too much. <laughs> the guys are drinking beers on the dance floor. Uh, the girls are drinking vodka sodas, vodka tonics, gin and tonics. Or tequilas, yeah. Or te- yeah, so, te- a lot of tequila. Yeah, That's, tequila. Yep, yeah. the tequila like, over here. I'm a tequila girl. I was like, tequila yeah. straight up. Thank you. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so. yeah. and, and, and with like an extra person, you don't need a whole physical bar. You can simply just get a high top. If they have canned beer or even if you just give one opener, you can ask them, can, hey, can you set up a beer bar? I don't know how much of your family or friends drink beer, but that's simply an ice bucket. 
a bunch of beers and galvanized the, tub you know, guys search galvanized, galvanized tubs exactly and, <laughs> and you simply it have it doesn't even need to be a trained bartender it can be simply a server that you know by law that someone has to serve it you can't help yourself at these places um but you just that's it cool and i have one last question about dietary restrictions mm. and how to make a menu that's inclusive of everyone at a at a venue like this you're pro- they're probably just going to give you your standard um silent veg option okay what are your any other suggestions mac on how to make people feel like they're not just getting the behind the scenes version of something yeah just make sure it doesn't feel like a side you okay. know, push push them on it if you are uh and, and if really and if they're not presenting something that's like kind of full if and and it's sides ask them to make it kind of two sides right like um yeah, Fallon, you're, you're not you're not still vegan right you're vegan ish i am right? still yeah. vegan everyone's like She's are you still, still doing that <laughs> <laughs> right but you that? <laughs> you've, been, you've been to events where they give you a plate of carrots and it's and it you're like oh exciting y'all get y'all got yeah. any starches back there Right. So it should be more fulfilling and you can push them on it, you know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, and also silent veg doesn't need to be, unless they're telling you it has to be, I think that's very kind of eighties. Just put it on, just put it on the menu and there, cause there, there are some people that, you know, aren't eating or just dialing back the meat that month or they're, you know, so if they'll allow you to, uh, have a fish, a meat and a veg and have it all on the menu. Great. Yeah. And I think pro tip here is just make sure you're asking your caterer exactly what they need from you before you're sending correspondence. Some places mm-hmm. need to know exactly how many meats, fishes, veggies in advance, and they need to know exactly where they're sitting. So that's something to consider. But some vendors or some catering, probably like yours, they might be able to have a whole lot and they can cook whatever they need and people can make their choice on the day. But just make sure you're getting extreme clarity about how your caterer needs information and when they need it by. Yeah. And also send your men- your formatted menu with your dietary little words like dairy-free or gluten-free to your caterer so they have approved it. Because yeah. sometimes there is a loss in translation between what we put out and then I see a printed menu on the day of and I go, where did you get this? Like, <laughs> we never discussed fingerling potatoes. You know? <laughs> They're mashed. They're mashed, yeah, babe. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they were fingerling. <laughs> to alcohol again, because it just, like when you're talking about butler service, it just brought it up in my head. But How about, because I've attended weddings where there was like a bottle of white and a bottle of red on the table Mm -hmm. or even like the champagne toast. Um, So I I just want to know like what your opinion are about both of those things, Um, because as of right now, that's not built into our plan at all. Um, yeah, champagne toast. Fifty percent of people won't won't drink it. I think it's a waste. Spend spend that money on your honeymoon. People will toast with it with the drink that they have in front of them. And then what was the first question? Um, bottles on the table. Bottles on the table. Fallon made a made a funny face. I I <laughs> it's like you know it's like the Billy Joel song like tales of like an Italian restaurant. I, no. I don't I don't mind. I look to me it, it <laughs> to me the reason I don't like it is because. It shows that like we're preparing like to give you basic service and and kind of help yourself as opposed to the servers should keyword should be on top of you know topping guests guests off. Um, I think at your three tastings you can gauge 
on you know number one will they allow you to do that number two if they charge you more for it no like it's silly but if you feel like it might like service might be a little rough or a little bit and and you just want to ensure that people always have something to drink and you should also check will the bar be open right worst case scenario you don't have the wine on the on the table and they can't fly down a server I guess can go get up and get themselves and get themselves a drink. Yeah. Now you don't want that to happen, but at least they can get the drink. Uh, if the bars close for some reason during dinner, and you are scared about uh, the server service, and you don't want people to be going on without drinks, I, that's a valid concern. And then I would put wine, you know, bottles on the table. Usually, again, none of this stuff is usually a problem when you're working with a caterer like myself. I have to fight for my reputation every weekend of my <laughs> life with a venue that's like, yeah, it is what it is. I hope you, you know. I hope you like good it. Good luck, but, Godspeed. But yeah. But I'm sure you picked a venue that has good reviews, and they wouldn't have good reviews yeah. if they were giving minimal service. So yeah, okay. you know, take that with a grain of salt. But I think you'll get the vibe. Uh, and also, you can ask them if you if you just get tell you promise them that you'll dress up nice. But I've had clients stop by my weddings uh, around cocktail hour. Future clients, I'll be like, look, be discreet and come into the corner and call and text me when you're here. But they just want to get a vibe of what our service is like and how we run a wedding. And I'll be like, wear a dress and come, you know, like, because I don't want my my clients of the day thinking that someone's crashing their wedding. But they just, they'll stand in kind of the corner and just watch for a little bit. And then they'll come in the kitchen and we'll give them a little appetizer or something. So you can maybe ask your venue if you, if you could do that. If you can Good to know, Mac. Fallon, do not. Wait a minute. Fallon, do not abuse that. Anyway. And you should ask for uh, a personal server for you and your fiance uh, on the night of, uh, if they haven't told you that they'll give you that already, because yeah. you, you'll be so frazzled that you won't be able to stand. You know, and you also shouldn't have to stand in a long line for a drink at your own wedding. Yeah. All right. That's good to know. I wouldn't have even known to ask that. So thank you. Cause you want to make sure you're eating first. Cause you got to walk around. You got to greet people. Sometimes you just want to go and catch your breath. Like just make sure you're, someone's always there to take care of you. And usually that is your bridal attendant. On the day too, she can be like your girl. I need it. I need a tequila straight now. She can be that one. <laughs> Love that. Love. Well, you guys, this was lovely. Thank you so much, Amazing. Danielle. Good luck. Ellen has a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for this week's episode of Betches Brides. Mac, where can people follow you? Um. Uh, Comparti New York is our uh, spelled out uh, is our Instagram and then Comparti Catering is our website uh, we're a New York City based caterer we do uh, Catskills Connecticut Hamptons Jersey any, any, anywhere where we can drive to um, huh. and um, yeah um, thank you for inviting me this is great this is great all right yeah. and Danielle where can folks find you on social um, I am on TikTok and Instagram. My TikTok is at Thrifted Boston, and my Instagram is my name, Danielle underscore Vashon V as in Victor A C H O N. You're about Whoa. to get some. You're about to get some bridal inquiries. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I hope so. And your DMs. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, follow the show at Betches Brides on Instagram. You can follow me at Fallon Carter Events. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. We'll have new episodes every single Monday, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Until death do us part.
Betches.